0: Thank you. Welcome in to another great edition of the Sports Show, visited by Impact Media. I'm Jeremy the Impact York. Welcome in. For all of our new listeners, at one point, yes, this show was called Sports Club. It was called um, Falcons on. It was called all kinds of stuff. We like the sports show, so that's what we're going with. Tons and tons of fun stuff to get into. I'm going to start with the most obvious. And the most obvious is the Atlanta Braves. The Atlanta Braves. A lot of people thought, well, here they are again. They're going to make it into the playoffs. And and are they going to do anything? And and can they make it past the Reds? Most of the air quote experts said, no, the Reds are, are going to easily win this series. All right, well, game one went to 13 innings just yesterday. 13 innings before Freddie Freeman hit a uh, uh, walk off,
1: hit a uh, walk off RBI hit. We go I'm trying to find this exact picture I can use for the bracket.
0: But so Freddie wins game 1 for him, one it up. Okay. Oh, but the the Reds all battled back and and the Reds are uh, they're, they're the superior team and, and yeah, all, a lot of things on paper were supposed to happen this year and things were supposed to play out a different way, but uh yeah, the script has been upside down backwards through the meat grinder into a blender poured into a smoothie and pretty much force fed to us with one of those spoons that people keep moving around like it's an airplane or a choo-choo train. And that's been 2020. So what happened in game two where we did the magical big red machine come rolling into town and slap the Braves out of the way? Uh, no. <laughs> in fact... In fact, how about another shutout, five to nothing victory for the Bravos. where Ian Anderson pitched a uh, just pitched a dime. Ronald Acuna doubled and scored uh, scored Riley for the first run. Ozuna hit a two run jack that went 429 feet into the left center stratosphere. Freddie Freeman happened to be on board for that one. That made it three to nothing. And finally, Duval, he's real popular in Jacksonville. Duval homered to left, 388 feet. And I believe Acuna was on board for, no, Albies was on board for that one. Yep, six different people. Six different people contributed to that victory there. How about that, right? How about that? Yeah, the big red machine. They're going to slap the Braves. Yeah, just stop it. Just stop it. Have I been known to be a Braves homer? No, I don't think any time in my life has anybody ever accused me of that. But growing up here in Atlanta, the Braves have been one of the few constants in the sports world, at least in my lifetime. And um, when my teams aren't playing or my teams aren't in, I absolutely want them to do well. I want them to do well now. Even if my team's are in it, I kind of want them to do well.
1: Here we go. Finally get the bracket. Although that doesn't quite look right. Okay. Anyway. So congratulations to the Braves.
0: They're on to the second round. They're out of a wild card. It was a three-game game Three game series. Uh, they won that one two to nothing. Um, a lot of people swept their series too. Um, Houston beat the Twins two games to none yesterday. The Marlins won game one. Game two was supposed to be tonight. It got postponed. I think we can imagine why. Let's see. Uh, I told you it's Braves won their series today so that's two three uh, the, athlete, the A's and White Sox I believe are going to play tomorrow no they're going to play game three is tomorrow that was had one to one obviously the Rays took care of the Jays including hammering them eight to two yesterday let's
1: So let's see here. I told you the Braves, Astros, got the Rays, the
0: Yankees, of course, smashed the Indians. Um, including the – what was his name? Bieber? Yeah, I think Bieber. That is probably going to be the A.L. Cy Young. They – good Lord, they hit everything he threw. But uh, they took their series over the Indians.
1: Oh, here we go. The A's and White Sox actually played
0: earlier today. I knew I missed a game. And uh, the A's picked up the win in that one, 6-4. to four. They win the series. I know a good friend of the show and, and uh, uh, was a co-host for a while. Cody Elias out there doing some great work for the Oakland Athletics. Shout out to him and shout out to the A's for a job well done. The Brewers and Dodgers are going to play game two tonight. Um looks like Marlins Cubs is going to be tomorrow game 2 game 3 if necessary for Brewers and Dodgers and game
1: 3 if necessary for Cardinals Padres Cuz uh, Cardinals Padres is actually four nothing Cardinals right now with St. Louis Leading that,
0: so so far the American League is completely done. You've got the Astros, the Rays, the Yankees, and the A's. It Sounds like uh, some kind of nursery rhyme, but uh, I believe that means you're going to get the Tampa Bay Rays taking on the New York Yankees. You're going to get the the A's. And the Astros, I believe. I think. I, mean, I could be completely wrong because the bracket I have is is not correct. But, uh, yeah, the Braves are the only ones who have clinched at the moment. So,
1: shout out to them. All right. Now, let's
0: get into some college football talk. Of course, we're going to talk... Um, The three local teams, Georgia State, Georgia Tech, and University of Georgia. I'm also talking about the two big. But uh, I'm going to start with the two big upsets from over the weekend. Uh, Kansas State going to Oklahoma, number three ranked Oklahoma, pulling off the 38-35 victory, knocking off number three. Wow, is that not amazing? Kudos to them on that. Big high five to them and to the Mississippi State Bulldogs. I have some in-laws down in that area. I've been down in that area. I need to go watch a game sometime. Obviously not this year. But a shout out to Mississippi State and Bulldog Nation. Once again, another road team, or road dog at this point. Went to LSU, smacked around the number six Tigers End up winning that with 44-34. That's huge. I think that moved them all the way up to like 16th. From like unranked to 16th. That was fantastic. Just fantastic. But now, let's get into... Let's talk some Georgia Tech first. Georgia Tech, they had the loss at Syracuse over the weekend. 37-20. They are... Now
1: one and two they beat let's see does that seem right? Yeah. They're one and two. They
0: beat FSU. Then um had the loss last week and then the loss this week to Syracuse. They don't look bad though. It's it's just a couple little mistakes here and there, but Georgia Tech to be slowly getting away from what they did for I don't know fifteen years the triple option. Um, that I still I still hold the thought that when Coach Bohannon left the Georgia Tech program to run KSU, uh, yeah KSU. That would be Kennesaw State right down the road. When that happened seemed to be when it all started to fall apart. And who runs the triple option right now? KSU does. And they do it fantastically. And I look forward to seeing them play in the spring. They're one to the postpone their season there. But as Georgia Tech went through their free fall, it left the door open for change. And I like, what's his name, Collins, I think? I, I like him. I, I like this new coach. He's found a quarterback that can sling the ball a little bit. They've got the receivers that are able to make plays, and they're complemented with a run game. Um, their defense is, is still trying to put a few things together, but, you know, considering where they were. I think this is a good spot. Definitely a good spot for them. Now, UGA had the win in their opening game of the season last week. In Arkansas versus the Razorbacks, they won that one 37-10. It was a lot closer than that in the first half. As, uh, you know, they tried the young quarterback, had to bring in the veteran towards the end. The whole thing was they thought JT Daniels was going to be cleared to play. And then he wasn't cleared to play. So they uh, they went with basically the third string quarterback, which is, was the young, I think, what is the uh, red shirt freshman. He did okay. He did okay. Uh, to to be, I thought Aaron Murray had a good quote on Twitter. I don't, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't remember the exact quote. But Aaron Murray said, hey, to to be basically the third string, find out you're starting right before the game starts, um, be kind of unfamiliar with everything, be a redshirt freshman, and to be brand new, pretty much off the bus, he didn't do bad. He, uh, but he only got a quarter to try to do anything, and then that's when they put in the uh, God, he a senior or something? Backup who had been with them a little longer and knew the system a little better. He came in, kind of calmed things down, got the ball rolling, and eventually I uh, was able to put up a bunch of big points in the back end, enough to where they put the young kid back in, and uh, he did some he did some good things once he was able to get comfortable. But thirty seven to ten, UGA, big on it. They are ranked number four, I believe, at the moment. And they take on, they host number eight, the Auburn Tigers this week. That is a 1-0 team versus a 1-0 team. That is the 7:30 ESPN game on Saturday. I'm sure they will have that on because uh, newsflash. Not only will I be covering the Georgia State game at Center Park Stadium, which is Georgia State Stadium, guys. It just got renamed, remember. But uh, once I leave there, we will be supporting one of our local supporters, uh, Printers Ale Brewery, right there in Carrollton. We will be there for park, for uh, a little bit of Saturday night. It, it's the Oktoberfest celebration. We will be there hanging out. Uh, if you guys want to come by and say hello. As always, it, even in these local events like this, if you find myself or John, John Watts, or uh, Jacob Skinner, any of the three of us, you see us out somewhere. Go ahead and take the selfie. Go ahead and, and uh, load it up. Tag us on social media, and uh, we'll uh, do our best to send some swag your way—shirt, hat, uh, just uh, I don't know whatever we come up with. But uh, always love meeting and talking to people. And uh, if you guys that that. That's the place to find us. I know at least two of us will be over there. I'm, I don't know if all of us will be. We'll see. Maybe other places. But I know that at least two of us will be over there. So definitely come by. Say hello. Grab some Monoprint, which is the printer's Oktoberfest beer. It's It's good. And for people who don't drink, that's okay. They have water and other things you can drink there as well. If the root beer is on tap, it is non-alcoholic and the best root beer you're gonna have. They always have food trucks on Saturdays. Um, of course, bring your mask, social distance as much as possible, but should be fun. Look forward to seeing you guys out that way. Like I said, Auburn, UGA, four versus eight, two one and oh teams. College game day is actually going to be up there in UGA before this game. So um it'll be weird to see them there with limited to no fans. I don't I don't know their their fan if they're allowing people in or not. I know Georgia State will have a small handful, I believe. But either way, 4 versus 8 and yes, it will be one of my picks later. We will talk about that one about those picks uh as soon as I talk about Georgia State. Georgia State
1: taking on East Carolina. East Carolina. These are 2
0: and 0-1 teams. Of course, Georgia State's game last weekend was postponed versus Charlotte after what turned out to be a, a couple false positives came through for the virus. So the error on the side of Caution, they went ahead and postponed the game. At the time, right now, I do not know when that game is going to be made up. Don't know that it will be. It's not a non-conference game. It was one of the few they had left on their schedule that they were trying to honor. But, you know, if both teams have an availability somewhere down the road, I could see it.
1: Now, how is this game going to play out? Well, i tell you.
0: Georgia State's lone game and lone loss. Loss this year was to the raging Cajuns of Louisiana who in their first game knocked off Iowa state who was ranked that made Louisiana ranked at that point. Then they beat Georgia state in a close contest that went to overtime. And then I believe they win again. Bad thing was is they beat Georgia State while being ranked and dropped completely out of the top twenty five. They were like nineteenth. There, there's no reason whatsoever that they should have dropped. None, no reason whatsoever. Let's, let's see. They they are on a bye week. They do not. They will not play this week. Okay, but uh, it was. Look, I'm gonna stand up for a Sun Belt team here, um, and also shout out to Ross Tucker, and I, I think it's Emory Hunt on his college draft podcast. They have gave a lot of love, which Emory is a Raging Cajun alum. He does a lot of great, great uh, uh, recruiting news, and, and just overall, just it's it's ridiculous how how in depth the two of them go. But a uh, shout out to them. For all the Sunbelt love so far this year, there it is. Cadence are three and zero on the year. I was pretty sure they were. They uh, are just crushing the West in the Sun Belt right now. Where um, every other team in that in that side of the bracket or that side of the division, Texas State, Arkansas State, uh, South Alabama, they all have one win. And uh, Louisiana Monroe is zero and three. While On the other side, uh, Georgia State is the only team to only play one game. They're 0-1. You've got Georgia Southern and Troy at 1-1. You've got App State at 2-1. And you've got Coastal Carolina at uh, 2-0. I guess I I partially fibbed a little bit there. Uh, The East Carolina game this weekend is also a non-conference game. They will jump back into conference play next week. Um, How's this game going to play out? Like I said, watching Georgia State in their only lone game. Uh, his name's Corn- Cornelius Brown. I said this last week, and I still don't know the answer to this. If somebody knows it, uh, feel free to reach out and let me know. Uh, everybody calls him Quad Brown. But uh, Quad can uh, – he he reminds me a lot of his predecessor, Dan Ellington. He can stand tall in the pocket. He can uh, kind of move around, escape the pocket when he needs to. He can beat you with his with his legs when he needs to. He's got all kinds of weapons everywhere, including standout tight ends. Uh, this defense is a lot better, on uh, especially on the back end. They gave up a lot of big plays last year that uh, was kind of the undoing a few times. But because of listening to the College Draft podcast, and yeah, I'm going to give him another plug here. Emory and Ross brought up, this guy that I just happened to be, I was going to talk about part of what has made the back end of the Panthers defense good this year and really start to play together and solid, just a lot faster than, than most do this early in the season is he was a transfer from university of Virginia. He's safety, Chris Moore and Chris Moore coming across brings his experience, his leadership, and he's, he's really sewn up the, the back end to where this is a totally different team than what we saw uh, just a handful of months ago. With limited practice and everything like that, plus, like I said, they're able to fling the ball. If they can get the running game going just a little more than they did against Louisiana to balance it out, this is going to be a fun game. Um, I'm going to try to do – I don't know. I know I do not have field access at the moment the game on Saturday, but I am going to still try to do some Facebook lives, still try to do some uh, some other things like that. So uh, I'm, I'm uh, there's actually we're, we're kind of in we're kind of in the works of partnering up with uh, another media friend of mine who covers the team who will not be there, but maybe we can do some uh, some Zoom reporting or something like that. I don't know. I've never used Zoom, so we'll see how that works. But this game's going to be fun. Hope everybody tunes in over. Uh, it's ESPN. U. it will be ESPN. U at 12 on Saturday. Make sure to tune in. I've already set my DVR because uh, any game I attend, I try to do just for the simple fact that sometimes it's fun to show uh, your mom and dad that you're on TV. But it's also fun that, that people actually understand the, the work that gets put in. But either way, uh, either way, That's going to move me to my picks for the week.
1: Now, my picks last week, I don't think I did so good. Let me see. Um, Let's live do it right now. Let's live figure out what we did.
0: Okay, in last week, uh, Georgia State and Charlotte got postponed. We told you about that. I told you to take Kentucky over Auburn. Auburn proved me wrong on that one. told you to take Pitt over Louisville.
1: Pitt ended up making me look a little better in that one.
0: told you to take the Troy Trojans over the then-ranked BYU. BYU uh, made me look pretty bad on that one. And then I said take West Virginia over Oklahoma State. And Oklahoma State pulled that one out too. So I went one and three. Whoops. Can't have them all now, can we? But... This week, and no, I don't homer out. I promise you I do not homer out, and you will see that very, very soon. Uh, the picks for this week, uh, East Carolina at Georgia State. I'm telling you right now, Georgia State's going to pull this out. I saw East Carolina play last week, and I think the way they match up with Georgia State, I think Georgia State's going to be able to pull this one out, maybe win by uh, 8 to 10 points, hopefully more, but 8 to 10 points uh it's it's uh gonna be a fun one that moves me to number eight versus number four auburn at georgia i really like the way georgia was able to put it together auburn always has some big uglies up front that that front eight on in on their defense any year is uh just ready to wreak havoc and cause some chaos um, I want to see Auburn put up a, a little bit more points than they do. Now, they're doing well at the moment. Um, UGA defense, I think, is going to be interesting, as any Georgia-based team usually is. Give me Auburn in the upset. I don't know why. Something just uh, something sticks out that uh, just for some reason – that uh I think Auburn is is gonna win that. Uh let's go Texas A M at Alabama. That is number thirteen at number two. Folks, take Alabama. Alabama's favored by seventeen and a half. They'll probably cover. Not because oh it's the all powerful Alabama. No, they they what is what is Alabama known for? Great defense, limiting mistakes, and running the ball. Well, now they've got a guy who flings the football, and he's got some big-time receivers, as they always do, that make the big catches. So you take a team that was run-heavy, and now all of a sudden they can successfully fling the ball down the field. Alabama's going to start running some scores up, and uh, it's—they're uh, already number two. They—they they could be number one by next week. But uh, take Alabama and. That one. Now, I always like to do a late game. I always like to do an interesting game, something, uh, some fun. You know, I, I thought about Navy Air Force could be interesting. Oh, apparently Auburn's number seven now, according to uh, according to a uh, recent ranking. There, that's fine.
1: Um, where is another interesting game? Well, why not? Let's go. Southern Miss at North Texas. Shout out to the North Texas alum
0: and the Southern Miss alum. Uh, you got a zero three Southern Miss team that um, has uh, had some issues, but they're going to start putting some things together, I believe. Going against the one and one North Texas. University of North Texas. I, I think I think you take the home team here. I think you take North Texas. Uh, Southern Miss is going to make this look really close late, but I think you take North Texas. So my college picks: take North Texas at home over Southern Miss. Take Alabama at home over Texas A and M. Take Auburn on the road to beat Georgia, and take Georgia State at Center Park Stadium in Atlanta, right off the interstate. It's old Turner
1: Field, guys. Versus. East Carolina. All right, let's get it. Let's uh let me knock out
0: the uh other remaining sports things I wanted to get into and then we will dive into football and get out of here. Uh, in the NHL, congratulations to the Tampa Bay Lightning. They win the series four to two over the Dallas Stars. They are the Stanley Cup champions once again. Victor Hedman was the MVP, and he should be. The defenseman tallied ten goals in the playoffs, and was the—I mean, he was—he was the heart and soul of this team, and he—he he deserves everything. He is one of the best for a reason. Shout out to. All the Tampa Bay Lightning fans I know, I do know a good handful. Good franchise. Glad Stamkos gets a ring, and we will see. We will see how they can use this momentum to jump into next year. I'm I'm not sure when the NHL start date is. I know the ECHL that the basically AA level is thinking around Christmas. So we'll see what happens. But congratulations to Tampa for the Stanley Cup victory. Atlanta United lost. Over the weekend in Chicago to the uh, fire. Two to nothing. Not much to talk about here. Um, the thing to remember about them, about United, is it's been a weird year. They're doing about Joseph Martinez. They are bringing in a big player. I don't know I don't know much about him or who is who he is at the moment. I'll have more than that next week. But this just tells you that between Heinemann and the are the leading scorers with two goals for this team, two goals apiece. And, um, even in this shortened season, that's, uh, that's, uh, that's a great out of those players, but you need, you need somebody who's got four or five, six goals at this point. And I just, I don't think they do whoever they determine to bring in as the next manager of this team, uh, needs to either overhaul the roster to one he likes or he needs to use what he has, which I think this team is, is very not just salvageable. I think you can you can do it. You just gotta move some parts around, figure out who is needed where. And I, I think United will be right back into it. But it's just gonna be it's gonna be slow going until then. Kinda kinda good the fans can't be there because um, when that place is packed, that place is rocking, there's no better ticket in town than Atlanta United. Lastly, Hunter Pence is going to retire. Hunter Pence, two-time Super Bowl champ. Uh, always been a good, solid player. Uh, he likes to interact with the fans a lot. He's, he, he's a real good guy from everything I've heard. So uh, we wish him the best. I think he played 14 years between the Giants and the, what Phillies? I think so. But uh, two-time Super Bowl – I mean, not Super Bowl. Two-time World Series champ. Wow, what am I thinking? Uh, but well, uh, congratulations to him on a big year. Now let's move into let's move into our NFL talk real quick. we to run through the games from last week. You had Chicago thirty, our Atlanta Falcons twenty six. Yep, Nick Foles woke up, remembered he could, he was a Super Bowl MVP, and did it to the Falcons. Uh, you just you could slowly watch it just deteriorate like a. You know, like the beach line at, at your favorite resort. And Nick Foles woke up and threw like two or three touchdowns at the end after Trubisky got benched. And don't look now, the Chicago Bears are three and up. The Washington football team went up to Cleveland, got beat 34 to 20. Cleveland looked pretty good. They have realized that having Baker Mayfield throw between 25 and 30 times and relying heavily on Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb is the way to go. Congratulations to Cleveland on that victory. Las Vegas, 20. New England, 36. Uh, Guys, I think Cam Newton and the Patriots might be a top four team in this league. Cam can beat you with his legs. He can beat you with his arm. He has completely bought in to the mcdaniels Belichick system. They're having... Running backs who didn't do anything suddenly appear and do everything. They uh, are kind of proving that the system is, is uh, still good, even with all the opt-outs, with all the people gone. And uh, what I learned from that is that Las Vegas is not quite where a lot of people think they are. But uh, they're on their way, and that the Patriots are the second or third best team in the AFC. Cincinnati, 23. Philadelphia, 23. I think this is the best Philly could hope for. Not only did they score 23 points, but uh, they didn't lose to Cincinnati, who should have beat the falling apart Philadelphia. Philadelphia is like, you remember that cartoon where like the car or the train, the further it goes down the road or track, it just keeps losing pieces, losing pieces, losing pieces. So finally, it's just like the conductor or the driver just running down the road on his own because there's no vehicle left. Yeah, that's kind of Philadelphia. Philadelphia has just had injury after injury after injury. You've got Carson Wentz who's got some kind of some kind of issue between his ears where suddenly he forgot he's a good quarterback. It's just not good in Philadelphia right now. And uh I don't know what to tell you, Philadelphia fans. Uh let's see. LA Rams 32, Buffalo 35. Folks, Josh Allen. Josh Allen is going to be a monster in this league and because a lot of people said well he had the big arm uh he likes to run around a little bit you know this this is what they said in the first in the first couple years his early career uh yeah there's a lot he needs to fix well guess what he did in the off season he went and fixed a lot a lot he is between him and russell wilson are, are two of the the front runners right now for two of the front runners right now for mvp they are just playing phenomenal football. And uh, the Rams, as good as they are, just couldn't keep up with the firepower. Uh, let's see. Tennessee 31, Minnesota 30. Good news, Minnesota. He scored 30 points. Bad news is Tennessee scored 31. Ryan Tannehill, has, uh, he he does what he has to and makes plays when he has to. He, it reminds me of a... He's somewhere between an Alex Smith and a Trent Dilfer, in that he will do a couple things to help you win a game, but he will make sure that the ship does not sink, and he is doing a fantastic job in Tennessee. They get the victory. I believe they're still undefeated. Now, their game versus Pittsburgh, for everybody who doesn't know, is being postponed for a couple weeks, I believe. Uh, They were going to try to play it Monday, or try to play it Tuesday, and instead, Another positive test from Tennessee, from a Tennessee player. Uh, they just went ahead and postponed the game for this week. Uh, San Francisco 36, New York Giants 9. My question is, how did the Giants get 9 points? Did San Francisco actually score 9 more points and decide to give them to them just to be the neverly thing to do? I, the Giants and Jets are the two worst teams in the league. And I know the Jets are going to play here in a handful of minutes from when we're recording this. Um, and, and I'll, I'll tell you some things to watch this game for, if, uh, even though you'll see it. You'll probably hear my show after the game is played, but uh, there are reasons to tune into this game. But the two New York teams are probably the two worst in the league. Uh, Nick Mullins looked pretty good for San Francisco. The way Jimmy G still banged up, looks like Mullins could uh, be in again this week. So we will watch and see what this kid can do. Houston 21, Pittsburgh 28. Pittsburgh still undefeated. Just told you their next game is is uh, postponed and won't happen. But uh, don't look now, but Pittsburgh may be the fourth best team in the AFC. And any of those four, I would be scared to play right now, whether that's Kansas City at one, Baltimore at two, New England at three, Pittsburgh at four, I just look out. I, I don't know how you would get past them. Um, let's see. Yeah, the Jets seven, Indianapolis thirty-six. I just told you uh, the Jets are terrible. It uh, it really is just a handful of, of uh, really talented guys and a bunch of other guys. They just it's it's like Miami a couple years ago. I don't know if they just filled the roster out. They they're trying. They just like uh, first play of the game. I just watched uh, Frank Gore run into the back of a, an offensive lineman. And Frank Gore is a good player. He's the only player in NFL history to have 500-plus rushing yards in 14 seasons. But either lineman can't get out of the way. Um, Where are we at? Good win for Indy, though. Indy needed kind of a, uh, a get-right game, and, and I think that's what that was. Uh, Tampa Bay 28, Denver 10. Denver's having a little bit of issues, but Tampa Bay is starting to roll. They've got the run game going. They're starting to find Mike Evans. They're uh it seems like having Chris Godwin out is actually helping Brady's development because suddenly he's found everybody. Suddenly Gronk's getting warm again. This uh this Tampa Bay team is gonna be scary in about a month. And uh Denver having issues without Von Miller. And on to their third quarterback this this year. And uh, Mark Rippin's son is, is starting tonight. So, uh, let's see. Dallas 31, Seahawks 38. i got to see the end of this game. Uh, this is exactly where these two teams are. When you need a play, you give the ball to Russell Wilson, and he goes down and scores a winning touchdown. Um, when you need a play and give it to Dak Prescott, he tries but doesn't quite have that gear. Maybe he doesn't have it yet doesn't have that gear and uh come up short. So big win Seattle. Dallas is uh back to the drawing board a little bit. Carolina 21. LA Chargers 16. Good win for Carolina. Uh they they were just a weird matchup for the Chargers. And new young quarterback fresh face over there just didn't couldn't couldn't figure it out. Uh, let's see, Detroit 26, Arizona 23, Detroit finally got mad of, of, uh, being the Atlanta of the North and blowing leads. So they decided to come back and win this one. And it was a big victory, kind of knocked Arizona down a peg. It was trying to keep up with the Seattle's and the Rams and the San Francisco's of the world and uh, a good, good win for Detroit. It's, uh, you know, pushes the Matt Patricia topic a little further away. Uh, Sunday Night Football, you had Green Bay 37, New Orleans 30. Now, if I'm Green Bay, I'm a little worried that New Orleans scored 30 on me, but they're New Orleans. They're score at least 20. Uh, but Aaron Rodgers does enough to get it – not just does enough, does more than enough to get it done, and Green Bay continues to just plow through people. Uh, them and Tampa Bay are probably the two strongest on the NFC right now, um, and Seattle, I would say. Those three teams – are, are the power asses, and then Monday Night Football: Kansas City thirty four, Baltimore twenty. Folks, I'm starting to think it's this. I'm starting to think that Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson is Brady, Manning, Peyton Manning. In that, um, it's going to take a little bit before Lamar gets past. Mahomes and the Chiefs. I mean, when he does, he's probably going to win a Super Bowl. But you got to get through these guys. He even come out. He should have never said it, but he said they are Kansas City is like their kryptonite. Don't say that when you're the leader, because the people behind you are going to start buying into it. But uh, I understand why he said it. He he just uh, the loss got to him, and uh, you know, just uh, is what it is. But uh, I told you, all right, the Thursday night game tonight, it is
1: not one I'm picking. But the Thursday game tonight, here's what you watch for. You watch for this young quarterback in Denver. You watch to see Sam
0: Darnold, who is still got one of the livest arms, the more live arms in, of the young quarterbacks. Um, Jameis Crowder is supposed to be playing. You watch for these reasons, because, hey, maybe your team trades for one of these guys, or at some point, they can put it together. And when they do put it together, they're going to be scary. Denver's going to be okay, but it's going to take them a little bit of a shake-up this year without Von Miller, which they might move on from anyway. But things to watch for, there's still some really good players in this game. It's still football. And like I said, at some point just like they're trying to do now. The Denver defense is going to get to Sam Darnold. It's what he can do. He does. He busts out a 10-yard run, as I say that. It's, it's watching some of the new stars of the game and what they can do. Uh, Frank Gore is still playing. Frank Gore is one of the best running backs of all time. I will take that argument to the end of the earth. But let's go through the picks real quick and then we will get out of here so that you can enjoy your Thursday evening or Friday morning or whenever you're listening to us. Either way, we appreciate it. Um, I told you to take Chicago versus Atlanta. It made me a, a winner there. Told you to take the Rams over Buffalo. Told you Buffalo would come back and uh, won that one there. Told you to take Las Vegas over New England. Whoops. Told you to take Baltimore over. The Chiefs, whoops, went one and three there too. That tends to happen. So let's get into our the week four picks, the ones I'm going to pick here, and that would be. I'm going to come up. Uh, definitely not picking this game going on here. Will I watch it? Yes. Um. We'll start with the Falcons game, which is the Monday night game.
1: It is Atlanta going to Green Bay to take on the
0: Packers. Um, I I think Atlanta is going to show some life because they do know that Dan Quinn's job is is uh, potentially on the line. And um, I, I heard the announcement earlier today that this game tonight has nothing to do with. Adam Gase's job, he had 100% should. He should, um, wow, Sam Darnold is about to run in. He, he evaded eight tackles and ran in the, the touchdown on his own. That is, that is crazy. This is why you watch, because if you weren't watching, you didn't see that play. And In fact, go get the NFL Game Pass and watch it. But, no, it's, 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 it's really crazy to me that Dan Quinn is probably going to get fired Tuesday morning and Adam Gase will get fired sometime next week. I really thought Adam Gase would be the person fired, but eh, apparently I was wrong. Let's go. Bills at the Raiders. That's in Las Vegas. I'm still, I I, I like Josh Allen. I mean, I, I really like Josh Allen. I just think the Raiders are going to put together a solid performance. They've got to keep Buffalo under, 30, uh, under 25 points because Buffalo is averaging 31 per game, which is third most in the NFL this year. But give me the Raiders. We got Patriots at the Chiefs. No, I'm not purposely doing this, but I just really like how the Patriots are rolling right now. The Chiefs' strongest game was the one against Baltimore, but can they do it against the Patriots team without the home advantage and everything like that? I don't think so. Give me Cam and the Patriots. And then lastly as we live pick these and scroll through. Man, there are not a lot of really
1: great games outside of those. Um, Yeah, let's do this. Let's go Saints
0: at the Lions. Think the Saints are the better team overall, but they are both sitting at one and two, and both of which do not need uh, another loss on the board. At one and three, they are they would both be um, pretty far down in their divisions. At one and three, um, Detroit would would. Uh, here's what Detroit's looking at: they've got Green Bay at three and zero, they've got the Chicago Bears at three and zero. And then they've got Minnesota at 0-3. Going to 1-3, uh, pretty much, outside of a miracle, pretty much puts you out and probably gets Matt Patricia fired. Maybe not at 1-3, but uh, when you're five games out of first at the halfway point, it's probably going to look that way. And then if you're New Orleans, you've got Tampa Bay at 2-1, Carolina and New Orleans at 1-2, and, and the Falcons at 0-3. Going to 1-3. Only put only has you a game a game over the Falcons and if the Falcons win the Saints lose they're both at one and three and Tampa's probably gonna win so they would be two full games actually two and a half because Tampa gave New Orleans one of these losses they would be at pretty much two and a half games because of a tiebreaker ahead of them Tampa would be over the Saints and uh, that's two spots that that neither one of these people want to see one of them will be looking at that um. I'm going to tell you right now, I just I feel I feel weird about it, but I'm just going to take Detroit just to take the home dog in this one. We'll see what happens. I could be completely wrong. I like to pick these for fun. Um, I don't put any money on these. I like to do them for fun. Sometimes take the oddball, just see what happens. But to recap my picks, I say take Detroit at home over New Orleans. Take New England on the road over Kansas City. Take Las Vegas at home over Buffalo. That's going to be, God, it's going to be like, Thirty-one thirty, and take green bay on monday night at home over the atlanta falcons and uh go ahead and send in your cards now to dan quinn because your goodbye cards because i think he's gone by tuesday morning and before we go i want to throw this little i want to throw this little thing out here this is something that uh, i heard today between a pro pro football focus article and some other things um is it time, If you, I mean, obviously you're probably moving on from Dan Quinn, if you're the Falcons, is it time to see what you can get from Matt Ryan and or Julio Jones in an attempt to do a small reboot, maybe go get one of those top three quarterbacks in the draft next year, which is what you would use that players to do is to gain the capital to do that because you're already 0-3 with them. If you're trying to tank, you're already on your way now without, having to get rid of anybody. Um, Calvin Ridley still going to put up his, his points. Um, you know, seems like Ben Hill is going to be the running back going forward. So is it time to trade Matt and or Julio? Well, a lot of people would say, well, if you're going to trade anybody, why don't you trade Julio, who is on his way to being AJ Green soon be- between all the leg and foot injuries where he's not going to be able to move around very well. Okay, I get that. And wouldn't you want Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or anybody to study under Matt for a year and then take over? Because the problem in trading Matt is somebody has to take on that contract, which is $34 million a year towards the cap. And next year, the cap may go down to 185 or 175, whatever it's at. It may go down next year. So, I mean, do you really want him to take up that much of your cap? And and what kind of teams would be interested in Matt Ryan to this point? Uh, I would say San Francisco, if Jimmy G is going to be like that. But why would you pay Jimmy G and Matt Ryan the same money and tie up that much capital in the team? I don't know that they could they could necessarily – I don't know if they ne- necessarily do it now. They would have to do it in the off season and when they could get away from Garoppolo's contract. Because um, it's going to be a team that's close. Somebody said, why not Cleveland? Is Matt Ryan an upgrade over Baker Mayfield? Oh, yeah. He he definitely is. And he's somebody who can throw 35 times a game and, and be fine. But um, is it time to trade Matt? I don't think right now is. I, I think you know. Uh, uh, face of the franchise. I don't think so right now. Um, If you're 0-6, 1-6, 2-8, yeah, maybe. But hopefully we don't get to that bridge, but if we do, we'll talk about it then. It's a time to trade Julio. Um, I think Julio should go before Matt. We'll put it that way. Once again, if you're uh, 1-4, 1-5, and one of these big playoff teams, potential playoff teams, gives you a pretty good offer. I think you consider it, and you try to get the capital to uh, move up because Ridley is is going to take over for Julio anyway. We already know this. Um, and oh, last thing: Doc Rivers gets fired with the Clippers, gets hired today by the 76ers. I look forward to what Doc can do there. He's got a a, a young staff. He can he can really make the a lot of those pieces work together. And we will see if uh, Ben Simmons and uh, Joel Embiid can work together in the Doc Rivers system. Um, I think it, it's a change of pace. It's different. It's not the same pressure as the Clippers. So I think uh, Doc's going to do pretty good. But that's going to do it for us this week.
1: Shout out to everybody who makes this happen every week.
0: Blog Talk Radio, Spotify, all the places that you can find our podcast. You can find our podcast. We're all over the social media platforms. Just search for us. Uh, search for my name. Uh, the Sports Show. Impact Media. Strong Style if you like MMA and pro wrestling. We're all over the board. Um, at Team Impact Media on Twitter. I am I'm at the Impact 99 on Twitter and Instagram. Heck, I'm, I'm even on LinkedIn. If you add me on LinkedIn, I will probably add you because I like to add people on LinkedIn. But... That's going to do it for us. Enjoy Thursday Night Football. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses.